1: Love music? Love interviews with lovely musicians? Search Virgin Radio UK on YouTube to find brilliant album specials with some of the shiniest lights on our playlist, including George
2: Ezra. This is going to be something I'll remember, and that's a really lovely thing. I don't think I was able to do that in the past. And James Bay. Don't you agree that
1: everybody needs someone when they feel alone? Watch all that and more at youtube.com slash UK.
2: Welcome to the show. Vassas is here. Aloha. Uh, Rachel's here. Greetings. We are so excited about the fact that Trini Woodall's going to be here. Trini is in it. Woodall, y'all. Rachel, tell us about Trini Woodall.
0: Trini Woodall is a joy and an inspiration. She's a presenter. She's a fashion stylist. She's a businesswoman. Her book is even just brilliantly titled. It's called "Fearless," with obviously the meaning, not the way we would usually read that word. And it is a great... Sort of guidebook, a a stopping point. It's a sort of sit down, read this, and have a rethink, a reframe. And she is a big advocate of the start of the year, sort of resolutions. And like many of us, she sees the start of the year as September because I'm just that sort of school academic calendar is ingrained Tash in and I, us. I,
2: we're talking about this just last night. Yeah. January, okay, fine, fill your boots. It's all about September. September. Of course it is. It's about September. And loads of big things happen in September anyway. (laughs) Very little happens in, in sort of the Christmas week but you come back from your holidays or from your break or from not having holidays when everybody else has had holidays and whether you have kids or you don't the world is going back to work
0: and it's change of season you don't get a change of season
2: in January it's Hmm. the time of the season for living we listened to the zombies last night Um, obviously that's a a very famous song and then there's um, um, she's not there and there's things like that but if the zombies you know a couple of their albums unbelievable are oh, very beatlesque you know uh, the beatles meet the beach boys um somewhere up in the ether there i wonder this doesn't what's not to like about that nothing right we need to get on with amazing because yeah. trini's coming in she's amazing amazing today we have the 10 commandments of how to be happier or how to begin to start being happier today also i have something for the team uh, which you can thank me for later. I I accidentally found out about this today. I don't think any of the team are aware. I've done a bit of sneaky research, which sort of confirms uh, that that more is more likely to be the case than not. So I've got that on the way, and also this this failing forwards, failing upwards thing that I heard last night. It's just. Off the chain it's ridiculous taylor swift and beyonce reporters wanted by biggest newspaper chain in the us the biggest newspaper chain in the us has posted a couple of jobs just to report on those two superstars because they need their own dedicated reporting team
1: well hang on a minute because my daughter emily's about to go to university but <laughs> she might need to know about this
2: he <laughs> well, doesn't emily's want to
1: don't don't bother don't bother what? with your politics degree just I go wonder, and be a taylor swift i reporter. wonder what
2: the most applied for job in the world is <laughs> Or has ever been. I wonder what that is. Because so many people like want to be things, but probably think it's out of their reach and just don't apply. You know, loads of kids want to be an astronaut. We know that because whenever Tim Peake comes to CarFest, we sell about a million more tickets to children via their mums and dads. And by the way, Tim Peake will be there again next year. So buy those tickets. Not oh, They're available now. Taylor Swift now has more um, Vmas than Madonna. Only Beyoncé has more uh, than her, so she's hot on the tales of Beyoncé. But she has surpassed Madonna with her VMAs. Uh, happy VMAs, everybody! You know your VMAs, Video Music Awards. Your VMAs. She
1: won nine yes. yesterday. She won nine. There was only four that she didn't win, and she they were did. like that was like best hip hop.
2: She didn't want those. <laughs> Imposter does catwalk in dress trash bag at New York Fashion Week, and no one noticed until security intervened. <laughs> Genius. Cool, <laughs> paralyzed woman able to speak through digital avatar in a world first. See, this is AI and its absolute mm. most useful best. University of Leeds acquires oldest surviving book about British cheese. Cheese, <laughs> that is that then? 1580s. Yes, Riff. Elton John's *The Devil Wears Prada* musical to open in London in 2024. Ooh. <laughs> oh, what's not to like about That'll that? That'll be amazing. <laughs> Uh, the fifty million pound tea bag. New PG Tips take sixty seconds to brew. The vast majority of people in Britain are too time-poor to let their tea bag brew for more than a minute. Oh no, they're not. I don't like the way that starts as a mm. story because because what you should should do is fix that bit. Also well, you don't. All you have to do is put it in the bag, put it in the cup. You don't have to then watch it, do you? No, you just leave it there for three to four well, minutes. Also,
0: apparently, is the ideal boiling time. What's a watch
2: pot thing? Isn't it never boils? Watch pot never boils.
0: But what if you what
1: if you dunk in and out? I always find that oh, sort like of expedites of dunking, the process. Yeah. I
0: think that it? is frowned upon.
1: Is it in by tea whom? making world?
0: By the by, the people the, who spent fifty million Paris. pounds on the new tea bag. <laughs> yeah.
2: 50, I don't understand How they spent 50 million pounds R&D The teabag I'm sure they have I am absolutely sure They have um, I'm not casting aspersions I'm not being cynical Or Sceptical I'm just fast. I just want to know How Just want
0: the details
2: yeah, Welcome there, to
0: my world Was
2: there a wind tunnel Involved Probably not, but it'd be nice if there was. <laughs> I have been. England's rarest species to get £14.5 million pound funding boost. Nature projects to revive some of England's most endangered species have been awarded £14.5 million pounds worth of funding. Loads of great stories around today. All right, so how do you fail? One of the best ways to fail upwards, fail forwards. It's a, it's uh, some people find that phrase annoying. I don't, it doesn't fall on deaf ears. It's, I'm not anaesthetized to it now. I don't unhear it. I hear it and it lands and I'm very interested in it. However, I can be better every second of every single day, you know, and this is one of the best ones. One of the best ones ever. So you can do this many, many ways. Um, pick your own f- flavor, uh, whichever lights up your palate, most readily, I would go for your half-birthday, okay? So I would specify your half-birthday and this, or your off-birthday. Mine is October the 1st. you know when your half-birthday is, Change Rachel? July,
0: August, October, November. November 29th. Okay, Vassos.
2: December the 4th. All right. So what you do is you get a book, a little book, a little journal, a little notebook. I love a little notebook. Yeah, or, that makes me happy already. Yeah, or just a piece of A4 paper, because that's that's beautiful in itself and it's very simple. And you might that's all you might need. And what happens is... When you are challenged by something on any given day, whether it's hugely disappointing, whether it's physically challenging, whether you consider it to be a fail, and there's nothing wrong with that. I fail many, many times every day. If I don't fail every day, you know, a good few times, I am not trying hard mm-hmm. enough. It's as simple as that. I do not fear failure whatsoever. The thing is, you write something. You, know, you, you, t- you. At the end of the day. You know, you can journal if you want. I love journaling. I do journal people. Some people haven't got time to journal. They don't like it. You know, they, they, it, they feel it words them out. It won't in the end. They'll come to it in the end, hopefully. All you have to do, first thing in the morning, if you like, you can sleep on it. You know, it might not seem like a fail the next day. Or you can just, it helps you sleep as well if you write it down. So you write it down and you write down whatever it is, as briefly or as intimately as you want to. But then you leave a space. right. You leave a space. If it's a line journal, you leave a few lines. If it's a piece of A4 paper, you leave maybe an inch or two. right. And you can actually number it if you want to. And then the next time you feel the same way, you write down whatever that is at the end of the day or in the middle of the day, whenever you want to write it down. And then you leave another space. And there's a space between the newest one and the last one. Mm -hmm. Right. And then on your half, I would do on my half birthday, but you can do it every month if you want. You go back and under the fail or the challenge or the pain or, or whatever it is, the turbulence, you write down since then what it has taught you and then how it has benefited your life. And that's, that's how you good. Fail oh, wow. oh yes. How great is that? It's brilliant. How great is that? And then what that does is over time it's Cease. It stops you, you waking or living with fear, because you know that life is hard. You know things bad. You know bad things are going to happen, but they happen in the moment, and then the rest of your life they don't. That thing doesn't happen. It happens, and then it doesn't happen for the next ten years, twenty years, thirty years. It just doesn't happen then. It happens when it happens, and then it doesn't happen because it's happened. Mm. And then all the benefits of it having happened, they happen forever, and they massively outweigh the thing that went wrong. Yeah. It's the best thing I've ever heard. Ever. How cool is that? It's great. I
0: need to get a notebook.
2: I'll buy one today because I've got a few hours uh, to fill between the show and four o'clock this afternoon. Here we go. The Ten Commandments of How to Be Happier. Don't worry about happy. Happy is a mountain you don't need to climb. Happier is the first steps of a, of a hill. You might want to just have some fun with some friends. Ascending. The first steps are these 10 commandments of how to be happy at starting now not how to be happy now they won't kick in straight away but actually the thought of you doing them will kick in straight away which probably will actually make you happier now so here we go
1: name your fears and face them two know your appetites and control them three be neither a cheapskate nor a spendthrift four give as generously as you can five focus more on the transcendent disregard the trivial six true strength is a controlled temper 7. Never lie, especially to yourself. 8. Stop struggling for your fair share. 9. Forgive others and forbear their weaknesses. 10. Define your morality. Live up to it, even in private.
2: This is all very fearless, isn't it? That's all very Trini. There's Mm -hmm. lots of this in Trini's book. There's lots of fashion advice. Yeah. Killer fashion hacks, but there's all this stuff as well.
0: Yeah, it's the whole package.
2: Men are not as good at cultivating and keeping friends as women. And that is evinced in this particular fact. When questioned, sixty percent of men cited their best friend as their wife. When questioned, thirty percent of married women cited their best friend as being their husband because they they have more friends, they're better at being friends. That's quite instructive, mm. quite informative. Trini has a whole friend section in the book, <laughs> which I didn't know what to do with because her, her friend map has more flavors of friends than I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that at all. But it's just like, wow, there's somebody who really deals in friends. Mm. Talking of dealing in friends, there are deal friends and there are real friends. And you should write down all your friends And then you should categorize them. And there's nothing wrong with this at all. And let yourself know out loud, are they a deal friend or are they a real friend? And there's nothing wrong with it because here's the here's the, the really good bit. If you've got some deal friends that aren't real friends, you could say, I think he or she deserves to be a real friend. And you can convert them from a deal friend into a real friend. And they don't even have to know about it.
1: Can you demote as well? Yep. <laughs> 100%.
2: The team are here. Good morning, team. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, baby. Anybody else want to join us? Polly, do you want to join us? Come on. Anybody else? Come and join us. Everybody, come and join us. If you've never been in the show before, on the show before, around the show before, come and join us. Come on, Ben. Come on, everybody. Come and join us. Come closer. Come closer. Here's Ketch and his gang. Okay, Come on. Anybody else want to come in? Stu want to come in? Jamie want to come in? I've got a super hack. It's not just for the team. It's for anybody who works on this floor. Have you any idea what this might be? No! Good call and response action there. It's like the old Radio 1 Roadshow days. OK, so I, I learned this this morning, and I don't think any of you know this. Are you ready for this? Yes! yes! Sorry. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes! It's to do with our passes. Our security passes, everyone. God. Who on the team has lost their pass and had to ask for a replacement? Ben? No. Jack? No. Tilly? Yes. It says here, Tilly, yes, once. Still lost it, Till. <laughs> Vasos. Three times. Okay. John? No. Felix? No. Will? No. Jane, behind the glass. No. okay. So not many people have lost their ID pass, but some have. Now let's get on to this next list. Have the team and other members of our 74 now, Paul and the gang, forgotten their pass? Ben. Once. Jack. Never. He's only just started working here. That's why. It will happen, Jack. Don't worry about it. Tilly. Yes. In brackets, Till.
0: Once for a whole week. For a whole week.
2: <laughs> sounds like a sounds like somebody's lost their pass to me. Forget it every day for a whole week unless it's a dare. sauce
1: Almost every day. Okay.
2: <laughs> Will. How many times? Regularly. Jane! Even Jane forgot her password. Even Jane forgets her password. As I said yesterday on the show. If you followed Mother Teresa for long enough, when she was still here, God rest her soul, she too would have driven the wrong way up a one-way street. <laughs> Felix. No. Never. Never, ever. Look, look at the swagger with it. <laughs> no, not me. Okay, that doesn't live here. All right. Anybody else here that doesn't work on the show forgotten their pass? Yeah, Paul, you forgot, you've forgotten your pass, yes? No, Can't no. hear you, yes or no? Yes. Yes, yes, no, yes, 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 Okay. So I am king of forgetting my pass. And I apologize. um, And I've lost it a couple of times. And this week, I was gifted my second new pass. And I thought, if I lose this pass again, I'm going to (laughs) resign. Because I just thought, what have I got to do to not lose this pass? It's just wrong. Mm -hmm. So Noah said, Dad, you know what you want to do? He said, you've got a protective case on your phone, haven't you? So I said, yeah. He said, well, what you need to do is you take take your case off your phone. right, okay, yeah? And you put your pass. I've lost it now. (laughs) You put your pass in the back of the phone, all right? It's in my pocket, okay? So this is what you do, okay? I said, but that's not going to work. No, because when I go in tomorrow, I'm, you know, I'm off in sort of lastminute.com. I'm going to have to um, take it out of the case. That's going to... I mean, I like it. I, you know, I like the, the hack because, you, you know, you hardly ever forget your phone, do you? Mm-hmm. And you sometimes, you never lose your phone. So they get, That this is what I've done. I've now done it in front of you all. So the my pass wasn't in my phone case, my protective phone case, and now it is in my phone case. Okay? Do you like that? Do you like that as a hack? Yeah. yeah. It's all right, isn't it? Used to do it with credit cards. Yeah. Yeah. Noah does it with his credit card, mm-hmm. with his GoHenry card as well. So yesterday I come in. Yeah? Charlie Big Potatoes. Do you have your pass, Chris? And they're all smiling downstairs. Because I think they take bets every day on whether I have my pass or not. Okay? Yes, I do. It's in the back of my phone case. And they went, oh, that's a good idea. So I go to present it to the whatever we present it to. What did we present it to, that thing? The turnstile. Yeah. The what? Turnstile. The ultra-infrared ultra, ultra infrared thing? The, yeah, yeah, on the, the on barcode, turnstile. So, yeah. you, so I went reader. to present it through my phone case. Guess what? It didn't work. didn't work does work with the credit card. Tried it this morning in the um, garage. So it does work with the credit card. But for some reason, the plastic protective bit is too thick for the ID card. How's this hack going so far? <laughs> Not very well. It's involved. Okay. So then, security called me back. No, wait. You know, like, you can put your credit card on your phone? You know you can put your pass on your phone? That's a great Yes, hack. you can. You can put your news broadcasting ID card on your phone like your credit card. Did any of you know that? No. no. Kej, did you know that? No. And Keji's is head of digital and he knows everything about digital. Apart from that. And that was an audible intake of breath. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. How to do it, I don't know, but I know it can be done. Who's going to do it? Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness me, we're so excited, she's here. I didn't think you could get any sunnier, brighter or warmer or more positive in the studio, but I think it's just about you, don't you, Rachel? Even more reflective. Oh, my gosh! <laughs>
3: she I... looks
2: amazing! She's like a walking mirror ball. She's a walking miracle. A mirror ball of a miracle. Vasos, give her the all the beans. Give her the big intro.
1: It's official. We've checked, and it turns out everybody loves our next guest. She's taught us what not to wear, how not to look old, and now how not to be scared. Her new book, Fearless, is out today she is fearless she is peerless and right now she is
3: near us it's Trini Woodall hello Trini oh my god I love the energy in this room I I love you we all love
2: you (laughs) Um, this book is amazing. Feel inspired. In this part of the book, I want you to feel energised and to learn new things. So, Rachel, you take care of the cosmetics in this chat. OK. Um, Vassar, you pile in wherever you like. I'm going to go for I'm the light. face massaging, if, I, if you don't mind. Yeah, you
3: can do the face massaging. We'll do it together shaping. later. Face shaping, face massaging. There is a face shape
2: guide here, and yours is right up there, pal.
1: Well, I slept through the night last night. There were only two copies of the book, so I didn't have, have the book. I had your... Um, how to massage your face thing from from The the Times Times, a couple of days ago. And I tried it last night and I slept through the night for the first time since I was uh, in my
3: 30s. Better than a sleeping pill. What can I tell you? But it does take away all that tension. I don't
2: know how long this book took for you to put together. You must have been... I mean, it is a life's work, you know. It's a
3: lot in it. And when I did it, I kept thinking, have I done enough, you know... And then and then, when I got the physical book and it's very heavy and I thought, yeah, I actually wrote more than I realised I wrote.
2: Well, it's great. I love it. Intuition and instinct are different. Intuition
3: encourages you to be brave. Speak to that, please. I think that instinct can be fear driven and intuition can be what's inside you that is the right thing to do. But maybe you need some fearlessness to get it out. Right. So you
2: need the trigger. You need to switch to flick. But instinct will be first at that starting line, and um, which is great because you might need that, you know, in the, need, things are urgent. Would it be first?
3: I mean, it might. It's like I think that it's not one comes before the other, but it could be, be that we feel, you know, we we get to the precipice of something and we feel instinctively we should we should rush back. Rush back. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe our intuition tells us that if we jump, there'll be a net. Yeah. You know, and we should take that risk. So yeah, they I, can happen there together in our brain at the same time. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think intuition is more sort of whole body as well. Yeah. I think it's a whole body intelligence. I love it so much. The art of letting go. humans, we crave control. We want to know that if we put the work in, we will get the result. We want heard this. Loads of science before. Never heard it described as beautifully this. Um, there, there was a great ad on, t- on, on the radio a few years ago and it started. Um, if you think you're heading for money worries, you have probably already got them. Uh, often we put too much pressure on ourselves. You speak about, uh, Debt is Anonymous, which you were part of, um, uh, which you benefited from massively. Why do we put ourselves under so much pressure?
3: I don't know sometimes. <laughs> you know, I think we just do. I think we do it because we compare ourselves with other people. I think we do it because we have an obligation from family at some stage in our life. I think we do it because we feel at some stage we're not good enough and what do we need to do to make ourselves feel right? You, All you, those reasons. You open
2: these chips. Pages with a, with premises like that. And then you give personal, you give us stories. You know, stories, are, it's so important, aren't they? You know, offer, who said it? I um, George Cleany said to me once, he said, you know, he said the best way to get a point across is to tell a story. And if you can do it with a laugh, you know, or a tear, even all the better for it. You talk about the fact that here you overcooked it on a house purchase once.
3: Yeah, I really overcooked Do you it. want to t- talk, talk about that? I think I had a dream of this house and it was when my career, my the career of telly and everything was waning and I had sort of the dried up elements of a salary and I had just put everything in wanting to get this house because it was near a neighbourhood where I could walk my daughter to school and I was obsessed, but I got a loan, I got a mortgage and everything and it was the time I wanted to start Trinity London and it was so challenging. And when you want to start something and you're in debt, it's just the the weight of debt so will will not let you have the freedom to make the right decisions for what you want to do. So I first of all said, what can I sell in the house? And I had clothes. I'd done fashion for 20 years, Chris. So I got all my clothes. I went onto Emily's List and I opened the doors and I just let everyone come in and just sold everything I had there. I'd listened to this great guy called Gary Vinochek on Instagram who's like, anyone who wants to start a business everyone can look around and it might be a pair of trains whatever what you, what can you sell to make the life you want to do so once i'd made the decision i would have to let go of the house which i didn't want to do then i let go of it and that was it you yeah. know the hardest thing is getting the stage of making that decision it's
2: so mad isn't it It was so crazy and it's this um it's a sunken investment whether it's time energy money um uh sort of uh, renown whatever that may be yeah. but to to, to, tie, to cut those ties it's an easy action it's just bringing yourself to accept that action yeah. and to to sort of um re to convert your vulnerability into okay how do i use this as super fuel going forward yeah you know and once you've done it it is so liberating oh my goodness. you know and you can get a dopamine here the same dopamine hit you can get from trawling uh, inst- internet purchases, you can get from internet sales. You just—it's the same energy, having a different day.
3: It's it so is whether you're buying or selling. Yes, it's that's. You're still in the game, man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what and you, you mean.
2: And you, you—you talk about the weight there, the burden. You know, the burdensomeness of things that are literally, you, you know, hit, smacking you in the face the moment you wake up and sometimes yeah. whilst you're still asleep. And sometimes not letting you get to sleep. Oh, my gosh. You know, gosh. Yeah. You know why, yeah. why do we do it? I mean, you, you've you talked to very clever people that have helped you out. Why do we do it? What's the, what's the wise words there?
3: I'm not the therapist, but I think we do it because of the reasons we talked about earlier and because of where you feel you should be at a stage in your life and the pressure you put yourself under. And to an extent, I think that... The other side of that, Chris, is to think, how far can you push yourself? Because yeah. some people don't maybe have that confidence or the fearlessness to say, I'm going to go for it. And, you know, in the book, I'd fear less, be more. And it's like, how can we take away some fears? And and that this part of the book is, and I, f- I do feel I'm sort of just a little bit on each subject, but I want people to just think of each thing that could be something that's maybe stopping them getting to where they want to be.
2: And confidence is everything, isn't it?
3: Yes, I think belief in yourself yeah. is actually more important. Confidence can be, you can have, you know, p- pizzazz when you go, what's the word, um, chutzpah when you go in a yeah, room. Yeah. But it could be that you're building that on quicksand still yeah. and you might come out the room and think imposter syndrome stuff. Um, but this is far more. How can you live your life? So I lived my life for many years where I felt I was living on quicksand. You know, I would feel that if I if I fell, I'd fall you know 20 feet but now I probably feel I'm living a foot above the ground and some days five inches above the ground and if I fall I'll trip you know and it's how how do you build that foundation so that when you're having really tough times you don't let yourself fall off the cliff
2: I think quicksand is the foundation of not enough and, what, I th- yes. and yes. you just keep piling on piling on because piling yeah. you know that you have to keep doing that whereas if you have more firm foundations concrete foundations whatever then it's just it, that's abundance yeah. because the fact because you have steadfast foundations and it's all about the leaves because you've already got the bloody tree so I've, <laughs> I've never said that word on the show before uh, you know, I like that one Chris setting, that's fantastic setting your intentions I always want to feel like I'm living in a moving current I really like this as well because I've never heard it before sometimes I'm swimming against it and sometimes it's carrying me along in the direction i want to go the sense of movement though of going somewhere gives me energy so the back and forth is fine it is fine because it's movement i don't want to be in stagnant waters yeah, yeah, yeah. somebody said the other day about for things to remain the same everything has to change all the time yeah i've never heard that before yeah. so if, you, if a plane wants to stay steady in the air it's automatic systems are trimming the wings ever changing to remain the same yeah. so stability isn't about being the same S- keeping things stable is about constantly changing everything yeah Never frame that. Tell us about the 99%. 99%
3: 99% is something that my ex-husband told me, and it was 99% of everything you worry about doesn't happen. Yeah. And in my 20s, I'm so glad I'm not in my 20s anymore, I have to say, <laughs> but in my 20s, I worried so much, Chris. I think we all did in the room of just that kind of comparisons of not good enough, of all these things. And in my 30s, I was always worrying, juggling, wanting to be a mom, career, and in my 40s, being a mom. And he would always say, you know, when I was in this frenzy of worry, you know, ninety-nine percent. Then, then you got to look back and you think, I, I mean, all that time I spent worrying.
2: Right, that's really important. So, he says it. He can see it. You can feel it, and you know it's happening. But the one doesn't necessarily beget the other, does it? it
3: so, what okay, happens so in between? Okay, so I think things. There? I think things can help you, and it's a very even the word I find cringy. Journaling, All right. Yeah. But I'm going to say that our memory of what occurred yesterday... I've heard this thing once that when you are an hour away from something, you remember 95% of it. When you're a week away from something, you remember 50% factually of it. When you're a year away from it, 25% probably. Yeah. So our perception of what has happened will be directed by how we're feeling currently and therefore if you write down at the time my daughter's just gone to university and i said to her why don't you just get a gratitude journal and so she started writing the stuff down and it enabled her in that moment of fear five days in to look back and think actually for the last three days i've been feeling okay whereas when she was in that fifth day feeling fearful she felt maybe i've been like that the whole time but you go back and you read and you think actually ease up a bit yeah. It wasn't so bad.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, it was good in the end. It was yeah. all for the good. Yeah, You know, um, the 99% is great. I get knocked down, but I get up again. The key is to know when it's time to get back up. So sometimes
3: stay down, almost. Duvet therapy is not always the worst <laughs> thing in the world. It's duvet you know, or don't <laughs> duvet. or don't where...
2: That is the question. <laughs>
3: um,
2: this quadrant, the quadrant tool. This is um, Eisenhower's box of urgency. Exactly. Yeah, you don't exactly. reference Eisenhower, but it's the same. thing, You know thing, what? Isn't it?
3: I I was meant to, and it should have been at the back because I, I have a. All right, yeah. It on will there. you put it, everyone? It's Eisenhower's, Eisenhower's and it's such a great. One And I learned this. I have a CEO coach. It sounds weird, but he's fantastic. Doesn't sound weird. Um, And he helps me to try to be a good CEO. And he introduced me to this because we can think of all we can have these lists in our head or on our iPhone or whatever it might be. And it was just putting them in these boxes. So the quadrant is to for you to kind of see where everything is in your current life. So you write everything down in urgent and important Urgent, not important, not important, urgent, and not important and not urgent. And things can sometimes move from one box to another because you're just not giving yourself a pace of just getting a few things done. So you put your life into a real panic.
2: Yeah, and you, you don't adopt, but you are sometimes hijacked, abused by other people's urgency coming into your inbox because they want answers now. And you step back and you look at the email or whatever it is and you say, this isn't urgent. Yeah. Um, it's not even urgent for them, but it's definitely not urgent for me. And you can put that pressure or take that pressure off mm-hmm. yourself as well. Michael Grade used to say to me, he said, you know, um, if people are trying to force me into a deal, commissioning a program or whatever, and they say, look, Michael, this is a hot show. It, they're a, they're, it's full of hot stars. I need to know by five o'clock tonight. And his stock response was, even if he wanted the show, yeah. if, they, if they put that gun against his head mm-hmm. and he said, he used to say, if you need the answer by five o'clock tonight, the answer's no. And it was always no, Yeah. even if he wanted it. If they said, it, we need to know now, he said, well, in that case, it's no. That's it, somebody actually of yes, such conviction.
3: Yes, yes. I mean, that's Use ballsy dude, that conviction. Mean, but it still what is. a dude, yeah.
2: Challenge yourself yeah. to make a plan. I could go on here. This is my this a meditation exercise for stress and anxiety. This is the five sense meditation. I have I have deployed I thought all the meditations on the planet guided, not guided, open eye, closed eyes, sitting on top of a mountain, lying down, doing nothing, uh, running meditations, walking meditations. I've never heard of this one. It's brilliant. What is the, the, Five Senses Meditation.
3: It's one that a fantastic woman who wrote a book for life called Jo Bowlby, and she's a shaman, and she's been practising it for about 30 years. And I knew her when we were in our 20s. Our dads are friends, but she said to me, this meditation, it's really helped me. So it's when you close your eyes and you think what you can hear around you, and it could be that it's your breathing or the bird singing or a hoot of car. And then you think, what can I smell? And you just really think, what can I smell? might be somebody's bad dinner, cheesy socks, body odour, bad breath from yourself, anything. But it just, what is that? Um, And then what can you feel? It could be that you're outside in a park and it's sort of the wind. And on it goes, there's five senses. But what it does is it breaks your thought process and yeah. sometimes we're in such a state and we just need we need a, a flood break and it gives it to you to yeah. your brain and it just changes your neural pathway yeah. a little bit and it can release you from feeling in a bad place
2: uh, similarly a vision technique when someone is dominating or
3: diminishing you i love I love this. Give it to us, Trini Woodall. All right, so imagine there's somebody in your life like this and you just have undue influence from them and you don't want to have it. So you can imagine them sitting opposite you in a chair or lying in bed next door to you and they're the size they are. And you shrink them and you shrink them and you shrink them and you shrink them until they become the size of a doll. So if they're lying in bed, they're like your teddy. And if they're sitting on the chair, they're like that little doll in a huge chair in some fairy tale. And it just diminishes their power of you immediately
2: let's talk about sex uh page 85 this is a complex area and hugely personal to each of us but i don't believe it's talked about enough once you reach a certain age and yet our sexuality is a significant part of who we
3: are it is it is through every stage of life and i deal a lot with women who are going through the menopause and it's something where you can lose your sense of being a woman. And I talk about it from that perspective, that it's so important to be in touch with yourself. And if we shut down emotive sides of us and emotive and physical sides of us, it has an effect. So it's just to ask yourself, A lot of these elements are just ask yourself where you're at with this. How do you feel around this subject? And there's, you know, I have in the book, ask yourself and then challenge yourself at the end of each section. Because I want you just to have this conversation with yourself when I might bring up some subjects that I it might be worth looking at.
2: Yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? Because there are certain things in life, especially to do with sex, as you get older, where you can convince yourself, because it's more convenient and it's less um, dis- uncomfortable, you can convince yourself that you have shut the door on that. Yeah. And it not only have you not shut the door on that, it's not been shut on you, but you it's you feel embarrassed, too uncomfortable, yeah. to, to just open it up again, Yeah. I suppose.
3: Yeah. And yeah. it's about living your life fully. You know, not shutting things down.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 100%. Again, back into the body. You know, brain takes over, chimp takes over. Yeah. What about sex? Oh, all right, we're over that now. You're 50. No, nah, hang on a shut up. <laughs> um You talk about friends. Uh, you talk about women and men and you talk about different kinds of friends. I've got to tell you, Your friendship map has more categories on it than I have actual friends, (laughs) right? Which is fine. It's fine. It's all completely fine. But it made me giggle a lot out loud thinking she is a French person. And it reminded me of Rachel because I think, I bet Rachel's got a friend map like that. Um, There's you in the middle and there's all kinds of different friends. Um, Mostly real friends. I talked this morning about you can have deal friends and real friends, but you can convert deal friends of many, many years into real friends if you want. Speak to us about friends.
3: I think that they are crucial, whether you have a huge family and you're very close family or not. But I, I also think women's friendships can be sometimes slightly different from men's and everything in between. We all have different importance of them. But for me, it's about how where's the give and take? So I ask people to put arrows on the different types of friendships. So do you have friends you've had from a long, long time ago and you see as an obligation, but every time you want to see them, you maybe dread seeing them. And it's having the courage to say, is it time to let go? you might have friends who always sat all your energy and you leave thinking they never asked me one question about myself and and I I'm always there for them and you sort of feel that obligation but what's it doing for you then you have friends where they give you their all you know and they're there I mean we all have these differences but I have been sometimes in stages where I've had to let go of a friend and I've literally written them a letting go letter yeah
2: a break you know, up just letter.
3: just a breakup letter and it's the hardest thing to do but it's better than seeing somebody calling and feeling uncomfortable and not taking a call and yeah. it's how you can with courage also maybe ultimately help them with something oh, without you know. and that's kind of where it's got to come from that motivation is how can i help that person where there's something going on that i i can't help anymore
2: Yeah, we talked about that this morning as well honesty is a gift not a weapon that's the difference. Yeah. Uh, I'm hogging the interview. I apologise. I, have so I haven't so I have conducted a long-form podcast conversation for ages. This could easily be
3: one of those. We could be here all
2: day. Rachel.
0: Is that your lipstick on a ring on your finger? It
3: is. It is my lipstick on a ring on a finger. I was given it by um, a friend of mine, Katie, and she makes big rings and she gave it to me for my birthday. And it How just genius. means I always have, and I have like five colours in here I'm testing.
0: Oh what yeah. because so you're well you're there, <laughs>
2: oh, your
0: There's
3: you're so much to say here.
2: So many questions.
0: But so your stackable your makeup pots, your little stackable towers. Yeah. So obvious. Why is it not done by everybody? Whose idea was it? Explain what it is. I haven't explained it very well. So
3: I think When I went around the world making over women and and didn't do telly here anymore because I was not playing for the month, but found lots of lovely, small TV companies around the world, I realised a lot of women felt the same whichever country they were in. And it was there was a lot of that confusion that makeup counter. What should I choose? How do I apply makeup? Nobody ever taught me. Just I want it to be easy and simple. And at the time, there was all these fabulously glamorous makeup brands coming out. And I just thought, I'm not that person. I want something that's fail-safe and simple. Cream base is easier. It doesn't drop. I'm clumsy. And also, I want it to be easy to carry around, so it stacks together. And I wanted people to know how to choose it, so we do this personalization online. So it was all about, how can I help these women? It's not for every woman, but these women who just want this easy solution to feel good very quickly... And that's how it came about.
0: And in terms of keeping things simple and easy, I think I, I, my favourite page in the whole book is page 109. There are <laughs> Remind so, me what There are so many skincare brands and serums and creams and now you must use retinol and now you must use this acid and now you must use 7% of whatever mm-hmm. and you feel like you need a chemistry PhD to understand what you're putting on your face and you just bring it right back to the basics and page 109 and you just have six things. Yeah cleanser, an exfoliating acid vitamin C in the morning, a retinoid in the evening, a moisturiser and an SPF I mean, you then go on to like explain what all the different ingredients are and you've got all that extra information if you need it but you just sort of break it down Can I just say
2: you were leafing through that like a barrister in court looking
3: for more evidence <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, you know, skincare can be so confusing Yeah. and also there's lots of different types of people who have a relationship with it or don't so I had acne from 13 to 30 so when you have really bad skin, you're on a mission. You try everything. I literally tried thousands of brands because I wanted the thing that would work. So on that journey, I sometimes was drawn in by brilliant marketing campaigns, but actually I was buying, you know, false gold um, and other things that had hardly any name on them, but actually had good ingredients inside. So I learned to read inky lists on the back and inky lists are like the kind of, you know, diagnostic of what's in a product and so you might have somebody saying this has this, this and this. But if you read an inky list, I give you these little tips and tricks that if this certain ingredient comes, anything below it is below one percent because you can only have a maximum one percent of this product and it's in a lot of uh, products. So it makes you as when somebody says, Vitamin C but it's below that ingredient, you're thinking, Hmm, marketing. And that's fine. People do that. And and that's what beauty has been built on. But I think if you Know what ingredients will work for you. It really helps you. And many women have amazing skin, and then they wake up one day at 40, 50, and they go, what the has happened? And then they go in at the deep end, but they might rush in then and just... Because they haven't had a little bit of... Training for a while, they'll just buy anything, and I want to give people direction of to do What's important to think about?
2: Vassos, so I've got loads. Do you have anything?
1: Well, just that, just that wonderful tip about. I mean, it's never even occurred to me to massage my own face, but it's. I mean, I don't. I don't know what the science is behind it. You say it's about draining limbs and stuff. It's um, the only thing that hasn't occurred to him. I love
3: that. Everything else but, in the book has occurred to you. You're brilliant. No,
1: no, no. Yeah, they're, yes. They're. But no, I tell you,
3: I tell you what it's based on. It's yeah. based on psychological things and physical things. So I think when I look at Anyone, all right, I want to see their faces alive and they're engaged with the world. Now, their eyes will tell me that, their expressions will tell me that, but how their skin vibrates and energized tells me that too. And so, If you massage your skin and and you're sort of, we can all do it together, but you'd sort of, you can, if you're listening, do this too. You take your fingers in a V shape and you just put one friction against the other. And you're doing a few things. So it's like what I call scissoring on your forehead. So first of all, anyone who does not do Botox, you have a furrowed brow and it will ease it up. And you're also creating a friction, which is an energetic friction. So when you do this and you can keep your fingers in front of you going towards each other, but move your head from side to side, and then you release it, and you'll have a little bit of redness on your face, but also you've oxygenated your skin, you've yeah. brought energy to your face. And before I do anything, I do that in the morning, and I it wakes me up, and I wake up my face, and, and I... I don't know. There's a lot of things that because you have a bloody third eye there too, and I just feel it makes you. I'm here. I'm in the bloody. Sorry, I'm in <laughs> the world.
2: i said it twice. That's a We need to stop uh, saying that word. Uh, no, um, you know, wake up your face because that's the thing, isn't it? Are you happy? Yeah. Do you want to tell your face? It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? I feel so energised. You need to tell your face. Okay, give me a break here. For <laughs> how could you say
3: that, Chris. Um, can you tell your face, or are you just?
2: Exactly. Uh, Trini London. Um, I know it's hugely successful now. Uh, We share many mutual friends. Um, We are friendly, aren't we, I suppose, together? We've never been out together, but we're pretty much friendly towards each other every time we see each other. Um, I know it's hugely successful. Did you ever dream in all your wildest crazy days that you would have something like this to be the CEO of Trini?
3: I... I don't. One thing I'm not good at is thinking how big can something get, yeah. you know. And I think I'm not somebody. I, you know, a lot of people do manifestation and visioning, and I sort of love the idea of what that is. But I also believe in living in the now, yeah. you know, and living in the now with the purpose of where you want to get to. And I did a few visioning things of imagining it being sold around the world and people opening it and being happy and doing that kind of stuff. Because if you ever do that kind of visioning, you need to. Imagine, like if you want to run the marathon, you can't just have a picture of yourself winning the marathon. You have to have yourself out in the rain yeah. feeling horrible at 3 a.m. That's real you know, manifestation. The journey, that's real, real manifestation. Yeah. It's a journey. So I think I have realized the journey and the journey has been challenging. Learning to be a CEO. We have 220 people in the business. I never thought I would be the CEO of that you know, balancing being the face of the business and also looking at the strategy for the business and answering to shareholders. It's its a new game. And I love it. I thrive on it. I don't see it as work. I see it as, and this is something where you said this at the very beginning, Chris, but we take energy from people. It goes inside us to give it people energy again. And yeah. we're this sort of vessel of energy and you have that and i think when i when i think of building the business and i think one thing i did feel from the beginning is i want to get to as many women as possible so they can feel really great because that's the mission of what we are. And Can the byproduct say, is, is a product. I
2: know this is for, it's, it's targeted at women, the velocity but, is towards women, but
3: it's. I really enjoyed this book. Thank you. It's amazing. The Tr- book is not just for women, but I think just when I yeah, talk about makeup. Yeah, there are female
2: references in there. Yeah. But, but it's called Fearless. It's by Trini Woodall. It's just awesome. So buy it for a woman in your life. And if you're a woman in a bloke's life, buy it for yourself and leave it around uh, because it's amazing. Uh, I got Literally, I've got so many more questions. <laughs> uh, I, we've got to finish now. I'll finish, I'll end with this one. As a CEO, a new C- newly CEO, you know, kind of um, character inhibiting, per- inhibiting person, um, not inhibiting, don't know why I said that, uh, what's the most useful thing your CEO coach has taught you?
3: Okay, he gave me this sort of mantra that uh our- to lead with commitment um, and um, respect of your team and inspiration, even in times of stress. Right. So it's it's when you're very stressed, it, how important it is for me to remember to be bringing my best into the room. I don't always do it, but it's something I'm always aware yeah. of that I, I should strive for.
2: Yeah, and I, I think you you can be appointed... A leader,
3: but it doesn't mean you're a leader. And
2: you can be elected a leader, but it doesn't mean you're a leader. You have to be a leader, mm. you have to become a leader.
3: Yeah. Don't you? You have to inspire to yeah, lead. Yeah,
2: but you, I, I'm so glad you're in that role because you've always been like that. You are—you were a leader in waiting, as far as I was concerned. <laughs> Trini, it's great to see you. You've
3: been fabulous. It's awesome
2: to see you. See, round of applause for, for yeah. And by the way, you might get one of these. These are very rare. Control room round of applause. Very rare. These. Very rare.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Trini, Thank hardly you. ever happens.
3: Thank you.
1: <laughs> Love the 80s. Yeah! You'll love Virgin Radio, 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans.
2: Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio, 80s Plus.